0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sports Virus Podcast. I'm Joe Castellano. Thanks for joining us on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, most of us have had some kind of back issue from time to time in our lives, and you wonder, what do I do about it? How do I prevent it? Well, you should have the answer to those questions today, because our guest is Dr. Mike Bott, who has been a practicing chiropractor for about 30 years and for the past 10 years he's been working with pga tour and pga champions tour golfers and trying to help them prevent their back injuries or learning how to deal with them in 2006 he started a clinic focusing on sports related injuries and he's been working with not only golfers but nba athletes nfl major league baseball And he is on the University of Texas sports medicine team. So without further ado, here's the conversation that I had on Thursday with Dr. Mike Bott. Well, Dr. Bott, thanks a lot for joining me here on the Sports Virus Podcast. And uh, as I was just detailing about your career, uh, being a chiropractor for almost 30 years, uh, I'm sure you've kind of seen it all, right? As far as injuries and, you know, athletes trying to work through back issues which it seems like every american has a problem with uh, his or her back
1: joe that that is uh job security for me is the back that's one of the most common things we see and i've seen it all for over 30 years Uh, things that make me shake my head and things that make me question why why is this happening so much
0: well, tell us a little bit about how you got into working with athletes because you work with the PGA Tour quite a bit and all of those uh, golfers and you know that, that seems to be the the, the a number one issue uh, is is golfing. You know that's where you seem to have a lot of uh, back problems.
1: Yes, for sure, uh, golf is one of the the biggest sports that uh, you know with back pain and, and just in the general population, eight out of ten people get back pain at some point in their lives. So eighty percent of people. It's a very costly problem, $80 billion a year. So, you know, you see guys with back pain, and sports is sort of my passion. I love, love sports. My initial practice, I practiced in a general orthopedic setting, uh, which, is, which was great. I learned a lot. I practiced with a couple of orthopedic surgeons and physiatrists, and so I got to learn a lot of different skill sets, and I thought, you know, but those patients weren't doing what I asked them to do at home, and it was getting frustrating, but I knew that athletes, being an athlete myself... I'd, I know that if I'm told to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put 100% behind it and do it because I know it's important to help. And so that's sort of the the impetus of going into a sports practice was, A, for patient outcomes, but B, it's, I also enjoy sports and enjoy the, you know, the injuries that are involved, uh, and how to manage them, how to effectively take care of them, how to treat people, and how to teach people to prevent this from happening again.
0: Yeah, how do you prevent it from happening again, whether you are – the amateur golfer, the weekend golfer, or a pro who's competitively trying to win every week—what uh, are some of the ways that you could prevent back issues?
1: Preparation, preparation, preparation. You know, going into it, knowing which body parts need to be mobile, which body parts need to be stable or strong, uh, to prevent injuries. Uh, that's the most important thing. Is every sport has injuries that are, you know, prevalent within that sport, and so how to. Prepare yourself to not have those things happen and, and do a warm-up before you go out and play golf. Uh, you know, do a, a stretching routine, a, a, a routine that I give people to initiate certain muscles, get them firing, get them working. Uh, will has a, a large effect on, on uh, injury prevention.
0: Okay, so you tried to prevent it, but you still ended up with some type of back issue. Now what do you do? How do you alleviate the existing issues that you have?
1: Well, first thing is you got to get rid of the inflammation. Uh, you got to get rid of, you know, let it calm down a little bit. Uh, and then there's lots of manual things you can do if it's, if it's something that is manageable. If they come in to see me, I evaluate them, get an idea of where their pain's coming from and give them some possible management tools, uh, some avenues of how to treat it, whether it's uh, medications or whether it's physical therapy or chiropractic work or acupuncture and just kind of manage the, the complaints and then teach them after that the, Things that they can do to prevent this from occurring again. So it's getting things calmed down. So that's the main thing.
0: So there's the physical part, obviously. I and mean, you you got to deal with that. Uh, but the mental part of dealing with it, and especially if you're a professional golfer and you're trying to compete, and you still you got you got this pain going on, even you know after you've uh, been able to alleviate it a little bit. Uh, how do you counsel some of the golfers as far as dealing with it?
1: What a great question. You know, this is one of the main things is is trusting what's going on in your back, not hoping that it's not going to hurt on your next swing. Uh, you know, the the biggest part of the injuries in golfers and a lot of athletes is the six inches between the ears, right? It's the, it's the mental part of it that can really become, uh, you know, a bigger uphill battle than the physical component of it. So it's a very valid point when you bring up trusting in what you have done to prevent this from happening again is really a big part of it. Uh, and in anything, trust. Whether you're going to go hit your next golf shot, you have to trust in what you're doing. Whether you're going to throw your next pass you know, or whether you're going to throw your next pitch, you have to trust in the process and trust in the outcome.
0: You have worked, with, yeah, and you've worked with the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour, so I would imagine that there's probably a lot more issues with those Champions golfers because they're older. I mean, there's wear and tear for a golfer or any athlete.
1: Absolutely. You know, you, a lot more golf swings over their career. They've hit a few more routes maybe and walked a few more miles. And, uh, you know, the, the walking takes its toll on a lot of these guys too. So, yeah, but the championship tour guys, I tend to see some different things with them, but some similar things as well, of course. But more of theirs, are a lot of it's wear and tear. Uh, you know, you bend a spoon enough times, it's going to break, right? So it's one of those analogies I give people, uh, you know, just it's overuse type things. And those are common, but you have to manage them effectively.
0: How do you compare athletes, whether it be the golfer on the PGA Tour or, you know, somebody who's uh, on his way to the NBA? I know you're over there at the University of Texas, so you've got some big-time athletes that, you know, they're young and they're on their way, but how do you compare the way, you know, they come up with back issues or any of the, you know, ailments that they have uh, from one sport to another?
1: You know, it's interesting because of the evolution of, of how we prepare has changed a lot. You know, I'm, I'm 54. You know, when I played different sports, the, how we prepared was completely different. And so, you know, the preparedness in these guys is different. They can, they can go from one sport to the other, and you want two-sport athletes, right? Those are the best athletes around. are the ones that can play more than one sport. And so you don't want them limiting their athleticism to just golf, you know, or just baseball. You want them to play different things.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, but there is a lot of focus on just one sport these days because you want to be, you know, the star in that sport. Is that something that, you know, does it cause more of a problem as far as, you know, getting back injuries?
1: It can because you're now less balanced you know, because you're just doing golfers. Who, uh, you know, you, you swing the club in one direction the whole time, so you're going to have – things that are unequal in our bodies and that can lead to back problems. It can lead to neck problems, uh, different types of things. So yeah, that that's a part of it.
0: What about posture? I mean, that's talked about a lot just for the average person, let alone, uh, you know, a professional athlete. Is that something that you work on? Is it sort of forgotten by some people that, Hey, you know, you have to concentrate on that. If you, even if you're just sitting there at
1: your computer, that's a great trigger and right posture. It's, that's the key. It's the building block of everything. If you don't have good posture, it's like, a, it's like a good foundation in a house. If you don't have a good foundation of a house, you're not gonna have, it might look great, but it might fall apart, you know. So I try to teach kids from a young age the importance of posture. And posture is just not, not just a physical thing. It's also an emotional thing, right? When you sit up taller, for example, if you're sitting down, just sit up taller, get your chest out, your sternum up towards the sky, and you, it changes your mood. It alters your outcome, you know. It makes you feel different when you stand taller or sit taller. So it's not just a physical thing, but posture is also an emotional component, too. And you can see it in athletes when their posture is bad, oh, there's something wrong. There's something going on. You know, it's time to pounce potentially, right? So posture is a big part of kind of what I think, and I try to really portray with all my patients is the importance of good posture and how easy it is to correct posture.
0: Yeah, it's just something you don't really think about much right now. I'm just like, I'm adjusting right now as you speak because I'm like, wait a minute, I, I don't have good posture right now. And, you know, it's just something that you, you, know, you don't really uh, concentrate on it because you're, you're thinking about whatever's on your mind, on your computer, and you're really not thinking about how you're
1: sitting there. So how did you feel when you corrected your posture? <laughs> I feel better you, now, yeah. <laughs> because, like in what way? Like emotionally, you feel like you have? Or what way do you feel different?
0: I, I think it just, yeah, it's sort of like there's this laziness when you're not having good posture, and then all of a sudden you, you kind of perk up a little bit when you have good posture, it seems to me.
1: Boom, right? So it's simple. <laughs> right? it's, hey, your, your energy changes, you know, just your outcome of things change. So, yeah, posture is such a great trigger word. It's, uh, it's such an important thing that we've neglected, like you said. You know, we've forgotten about how important posture was. And I'm, You know, remember my mom walking, having my – my sister walked around with a book on her head. That still
0: happened. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, whatever works for you. And by the way, speaking of something that really uh, has worked for people, tell us about the swing back foam roller that you invented. I know Nick Faldo swears by it and other golfers. Uh, How did that come to fruition? And what is it about the swing back foam roller that works for golfers and other people with back issues?
1: Oh, yeah, I love it. It's uh, something I invented and patented. It's uh, a multi-surface foam roller. You know, foam rollers in the past were all flat. And so I used to tell patients all the time, take two tennis balls, put them in a sock, you know, put them along your spine so it doesn't hit the bony part of your spine. I thought, well, let's turn that into a roller concept. So I kind of envisioned that what it would be like if I had my hands on a patient, Um, you know, with the knobs, the protrusions, the middle part is indented for your spine or for bone protrusions. So it doesn't hit, because you don't like compression on bone doesn't feel good uh, when you're foam rolling. So kind of added some different features to it. Uh, you know, Nick is on our, you know, he's one of our grand ambassadors and he's on our, our, our team. So we've got lots of, it's in lots of sports uh, franchises and they use it all the time before games for preparation. So that's kind of what it came up with. it, And it's, it's been fun. It's, it's uh been a journey. It's been uh, interesting getting it out there in different uh, professional sports teams, collegiate sports teams, et cetera.
0: So there's the foam roller, there's strengthening. Uh, stretching seems to be really important too, right?
1: Absolutely. Stretching, strengthening, multifaceted. Certain muscles don't need to be as strong as other muscles for different sports. So, yeah, it's both flexibility and strength that we try to address. But flexibility, flexibility is a key.
0: Absolutely, tell us why you wanted to get into being a chiropractor, and then of course you know getting into the sports, which seems pretty obvious because you you like to play golf and like you said, and you know you enjoy sports
1: you know, uh, I, I i do I do love sports and luckily it's you know when I, when your job revolves around the sport that you really enjoy, <laughs> it makes you really enjoy your job that much more right <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it It gives you a passion for doing it uh and, and continuing to do it so But, yeah, golf, uh, I played soccer growing up, and I used to see a chiropractor. He'd he'd get things fixed. He'd show me what to do. And the onus was on me to do it, uh, playing sports. And so I kind of fell along those lines. I loved it and, you know, pursued it. And here I am 30 years later living in Austin and and, uh, living the dream and enjoying uh, being a chiropractor and working with athletes.
0: Athletes can be pretty funny. I mean, uh, you know, they're all different. I've been around a lot of Major League Baseball players and NBA players, I haven't been around that many golfers. I watch them a lot. I actually worked as a spotter on the, the PGA Tour last year, and I just think they're quirky they can, because they can be so meticulous. Tell us a little bit about golfers and, and the way they react to everything because, you know, they're trying to be perfect all the time, and golf is one of those sports that can drive you crazy because
1: you can't be perfect. Absolutely, you know, golfers—they're very introverted folks. When You think about it—you're by yourself all the time. It's you and yeah. your caddy, or right. just you on the range. You and your coach—you know, maybe you and your doc every once in a while. But it's very—it's—they're uh, it, it, by themselves, and so it sort of develops a lot of quirky trends, quirky things that they do. Uh, but they are meticulous in what they do because you think about it—golf is really a game of, of millimeters. You, your club face can be just a little bit open. And you're going to miss your target by ten yards or eight yards or you know a little bit shut. And so, you know, it's, it, and it's repetition of doing the same thing, and that's difficult sometimes when you think about it. You know, people pick up a golf club for the first time, they're like, "Oh, I could play this sport," and not a chance. Right. <laughs> and the ball doesn't even and the ball doesn't even move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the one common thread though with all of these athletes that I've seen is the confidence level. I mean, they always believe that they can do almost anything. Uh, but I think the difference for, between an established player, you know, golfer and somebody who isn't is that they know they've done it before. I mean, have you come across that? And even if they're dealing with some kind of back issue and they know they can get through it versus the guy who's going through it for the first time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, when you've dealt with it before, it's easier to know how to potentially deal with it again, if it's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very tricky thing with the lower back. You know, there, and the problem is with the lower back, there's so much torque, but there shouldn't be. The torque should be on your hips and your upper back. That's where you should generate all that rotation. But amateur golfers tend to you know, have really weird golf swings. You know, They either come over the top of the ball, if you've heard that term, you know, or they're doing something to put more compression on their spine when their hips and their thoracic spine should be doing that rotation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we try to take the lower back out of it because the lower back in the low back, each part, each, there's five bones in your vertebrae in your lower back and there's only five degrees of rotation. So there's only a minimal amount of rotation, 25 degrees of rotation in your lower back. And that's not enough to get, to make a good swing at a golf ball or to take a good crack at the bat if you're playing baseball. So you need to have that rotation, uh, force generated in other areas. And that's what we try to teach golfers, amateur and professional. Um, how to do that
0: the force that golfers are taking in their swings these days pretty amazing I mean everybody you know talks about Bryson DeChambeau you just watch him and you can't believe how hard he is swinging and he is a real uh you know scientist out there on the golf course I mean he really knows everything that goes into his swing does that make it a little easier for you when you're working with a golfer who really knows his body and his swing and, and why everything is happening
1: for sure, and golfers become and athletes in general become much more educated about their bodies. Uh, they're much more educated about what their bodies are supposed to do and what their bodies are doing. Uh, but, you know, at that point, you can look at a guy like John Rom, who has a really short backswing, yeah. but he generates just as much power. You know, so it's where they're generating that power is really important versus taking a really long backswing like a John Daly. You know, more moving parts, and I tell golfers all the time, those moving parts lead to more problems potentially. So, you know, even a shorter swing, you can generate all that force and take it off your lower back and put it in those areas where you can generate that clubhead speed to hit the ball farther with more accuracy.
0: How do some of these middle-aged athletes keep going? I mean, like a Phil Mickelson, uh, you know, in the NFL, of course, Tom Brady. uh, They just keep going, and, uh, you know, obviously they're still going to have some issues, but, you know, they just look so great out there for their age where that wasn't happening, you know, 20 or 30 years ago
1: talent it's talent it's uh you know it's it's something that separates them from another golfer uh it's hard to put your finger on what that is look at bernard longer uh that's that's, that guy's an incredible uh, course um and so it's it's something that they have it's a technique or skill or just reproducibility um it's really hard to sometimes generate that in any level of golfer you know, I can go out and shoot 77. I can go out and shoot 89. Well, why is that on the next day? So it's the same. It's a very similar thing. They just have the ability to focus differently, maybe. Uh, but just knowing what their bodies are going to do during that golf swing or that at bat or throwing that you know fastball, they just—it's a different. It's something that's. I I just think that they have it in them. Uh, does that make sense? It's hard to explain.
0: Yeah, it, it is kind of hard to explain. So who's who's your. Favorite person that you worked on, or funniest, or you know, well, what, what do you tell your, uh, you know, your kids or your grandkids or friends that hey, this guy was
1: really something else? <laughs> well, a couple of funny stories. One, Kevin Millar is probably my funniest uh, celebrity <laughs> friend. Yes, uh, yeah, he, he can entertain you for four hours and not even try, and it's never the same material. It's, it's it baffles me. <laughs> uh, but you know, on to John Daly, I have a great John Daly story. When I first met him, it was a tournament and. Uh, in uh, Branson, Missouri, and I hadn't met him before. I'd seen him around, and I got called to the golf course because John hurt his back. So I go out to the tee box. He's coming off the green, and he's got a little limp, and I look at him. He's wearing Dallas Cowboys pants, and I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. And <laughs> I looked at him. I looked at him. I said, oh, John, man, I don't think I can help you. He said, what do you mean, Doc? How come you can't help me? I'm, I'm hurting. I said, well, it's his pants. I mean, Dallas Cowboys <laughs> pants. I mean, I, I'm sorry. He just looked at me and chuckled like, Worked on him on the tee box and he hit, hit his next as a par three, he hit a downhill shot about 220 yards to three feet, made birdie, made birdie on the next hole. I said, all right, John, I think you've got this all figured out. <laughs> like one of the nicest, most generous, you know, he invited me over to, his, you know, he never flies anywhere. He takes his bus everywhere. You know, he, he, he cooks food for all the players. They just show up at his bus. He's just a, a generous, generous, good, good person. Um, yeah, that was a funny. You know, I just said, man, nah, I can't. Those Dallas Cowboys pants were a little bit obnoxious and loud.
0: <laughs> I'm with you on that. I, anytime I see anything Cowboys, yeah, forget it. Being a 49ers person, I'm curious. The first time that you ever did something like that, where you're out on the course and you got to work on somebody, it had to be a little strange the first time. You know, maybe a little embarrassing for either you or, or the athlete that you know you're you're gonna work on them. You're out there at the tee box like that, and maybe you get
1: more used to that. Yeah, we make it a little bit fun, too. We get the crowd involved a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> anybody want to help? Anybody, can anybody help? <laughs> huh.
0: Huh. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be interesting, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I, I can imagine if everybody's watching what you're doing, it's kind of like you're on display all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. So much for patient confidentiality, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but you, I would imagine, you're, the satisfaction level for you and the athlete when that pain goes away, you know, or at least it, it, it's alleviated, let's put it that way, uh, it's like, you know, you'd be somebody's best friend right away, right? I mean, because that, that is just so important. You, you, you're, you do anything to have that go away.
1: Joe, that's, that's, the, that's what I love my, about my job is making people feel better. Even like in my clinic setting, you know, when patients walk out and they walk in in pain, they walk out with a smile. And, and just for me, it's fulfilling. It makes me feel good about helping somebody in that way. Because when you're in pain... It's miserable. You know, we've all had it. We've all been in some kind of pain, whether it's the flu or whether it's a bad back or a neck. You know, think about your mood. Your mood is terrible. You know, sometimes you can't fix it with changing your posture. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. so, you, know, you you can't change that mood that way. So it, it's very fulfilling for me to see those kind of results and how quickly they can happen, and, and just uh, it, it, it makes me feel good. Uh, you know, for what I do.
0: Well, I'm sure you're looking forward to uh, another great golf season. Uh, It's such a long season, too. I mean, these guys have to really maintain it uh, all the way through the summer, you know, the majors, everything. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll take a tournament off here or there, but really you have to be in great shape uh, to get through the whole season and still be at your top condition. Uh, So I would imagine that's something that, you know, you have to uh, sort of gauge with with a golfer as well as they go through that season.
1: It is a grind. You know, you think about it, what you guys people watch is four days of golf, but these guys come in on a Monday, you know, we get in there on a Tuesday and we start working with them. So there's lots of behind the scenes stuff that these guys are doing to prepare. And it's a grind to do that every week for that many weeks in a year. Uh, knowing that you have, there's no guaranteed salary. You have to win to make money. And that's the stressful part of it. It's not like if you're a baseball player or a football player, you've got a salary, you've got a contract. These guys, they got to get out there and grind and uh, try to make cuts and, uh, make some birdies, and avoid the bogeys. You know? So it's really difficult for them on a weekly basis. And we see a lot of non-golf things. We see a lot of neck pain, mid-back pain from sleeping in different beds, You know, falling asleep weird on a plane. Uh, so there's other things that we see that are non-golf-related that are a result of all these days of travel and uh, strain on their bodies.
0: Yeah, well, now that we're getting ready to – watch golf again. Uh, We'll be thinking about you, Dr. Bott, and and how you've helped the the golfers. Thank you so much for joining me here on this podcast and uh, good luck and everything in your future endeavors. And again, I encourage people to check out the uh, swingback.com swing and then B-A-K.com because that foam roller looks like it could be the answer for people.
1: Absolutely, and then prosperwithposture.com is uh, some good stuff. We, can, we show videos, and uh, on Mondays I do a, a Mobility Monday. It's a different one-minute stretch, and we'll make them fun if they want to follow us on that, uh, on Prosper with Posture or Swing Back on Instagram or, or Facebook. We we'll, we do a fun little thing every Monday for everybody.
0: All right, Dr. Bot, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
1: Joe, thank you so much. I appreciate you.
0: That's Dr. Mike Bott, and I don't know about you, but I'm ready to Go out and play some golf and not have any back issues at all. (laughs) And I'm improving my posture as we speak. Next week, we will have Kate Rooney, sports anchor and reporter with Kron TV in San Francisco. We'll talk about the 49ers, the Warriors who have been amazing. Steph Curry breaking the three-point record. All with Kate Rooney next week. For now, I'm Joe Castellano from the sportsvirus.com. Thanks for listening to the sports virus podcast on the believe podcast network.
1: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com
0: and search for B L E A V on YouTube.